Hey everybody, I'm Amber. And I'm Maddie. And, and we're Witches Talking Tarot. And we've brought you a show all about the occult. We're talking different lores and mythology. Yes, creature features, cryptids, aliens, you name it, we'll cover it. Conspiracy theories. Absolutely. And pagan holidays and 100%. Practices. All eight of them. Yes. Spiritual living, you yeah. name it. That's right. We've got it for you. So if you want, come sit with us for a spell and let us make you laugh. We are Witches Talking Tarot. Thanks, everybody. Hi everyone, I'm Kay from Fuck My Work Life. This is a reminder that this podcast obviously contains mature language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you've watched the show that we'll be discussing because there are spoilers ahead, but really, it's been out for a while, so look it up and watch it already. <laughs> Enjoy! <laughs> Drinking my Oktoberfest yingling. I got my Oktoberfest. Which one's yours? It's Carl Strauss. It's okay. like a San Diego. I don't happy, know. You guys might Oktoberfest. Happy Oktoberfest. It's in theme. It's in theme. Welcome to the Rewatch Recap. I am Dustin, and with me again for these Buffy episodes is Kay from Fuck My Work Life. I didn't go, I didn't put as much emphasis on it that time. Fuck <laughs> my work life. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did put an emphasis on Fuck Mary Kill, which we just played. <laughs> <laughs> Over on the Patreon, which will be out tomorrow, we did some Fuck Mary Kill with uh, Buffy characters, and then we did uh, some BuzzFeed quizzes for how, what kind of Buffy characters we would be. And just had general fun with that. It was kind of, you know, it's interesting to think about when they ask you weird, which song would you be the most? Mm -hmm. Or which location? Like, what does this have to do with Buffy? But okay. Yeah. It's interesting. So for $3 a month, you can listen to that and a bunch of backlogged episodes. So go check it out. There's a link in the show notes. So this episode is, it's out, it's a Dustin and Kay pick. Because I would have yeah. picked Hush probably too. Because it's one of those infamous episodes to watch mm -hmm. of Buffy. It's like the one, one of the ones you would show somebody. Be like, all right, this will probably turn you onto the show. You know? Because yeah. um, there's a few of those. There's a few you can pick from that you can do that with, especially. Yeah. And B Hush is one of them. I mean, I think it was, did it win the Emmy for writing? I can't remember. Did I know it? it was nominated. It wouldn't surprise remember. me. Even Jay, when I was I was watching these and taking notes, he was not a big like Buffy person, but he was kind of watching it and he was cracking up. <laughs> he was thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's well done. It was innovative, yeah. especially for its time. Yeah. Because you never, you're like, there's no sound hardly. But there's like yeah. people moving and sighing and, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But there's no like any other sound except for what is being shown. You know, it's, yeah. it's very interesting how this went down. But the score so, yeah. was amazing, too. Like, the, oh, the score added so much. It had to. You had yeah. to have that score or it just wouldn't have flowed right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So this week, Kay is going to be recapping the episode from season four titled Hush. Mm -hmm. And we shall begin now. Take it away, Kay. Here I go. <laughs> Thank you. 
So I just want to point out that this originally aired on December 14th of 1999. So right during the Y2K panic. <laughs> That's when we needed it. The last Buffy episode in the 90s, everybody. Wow. In the Well, they say that the last century is over in the, the year one, like when it's 2001. That's when the new century starts. I'm like, yeah, but the whole but title years. What? That's dumb. No, everything starts from zero. Zero to one, that's part of the yeah. new century. That's, anyway. Yeah, not just the 90s, I guess, and the time. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, so there wasn't a previously on at the beginning of this episode, so I just kind of, like, quickly looked through the other episodes in the season to try to do a previously on. So this is the season that Buffy and the Scooby, most of the Scooby gang go to college. Um and we get introduced to the underground group led by one of her professors called the Initiative. Mm. Uh, Buffy's got the hots for one of the members who's named Riley. And the Initiative put a chip in Spike's head to make it so that he can't hurt humans. That's exactly. kind of like a brief <laughs> recap. of That's the overview. Oh, and <laughs> Buffy and Riley don't know either one's identity as far yeah, as. Yeah, right. He doesn't know she's goes. a slayer. She doesn't know he's a weird military, whatever the fuck they are, initiative member. <laughs> she just thinks he's a TA, college student. So this episode opens and we're in a college lecture where Professor, Professor Walsh, Professor Walsh, who was the head of the initiative, is talking about kind of communication and things and how thoughts and experiences that there aren't words for can like take over you and i'm like oh the foreshadowing of this episode mm -hmm. and meanwhile buffy is just kind of making goo goo eyes at riley who's just standing like off to the side of the the room and then Wa walsh calls buffy up to the front of the room to demonstrate and i just had to point out that buffy's outfit is super cute in this scene she's got that long skirt and a cute little blue top and Walsh has her like lie down on a table and then tells Riley to go over and and he's like oh uh, a demonstration huh and she's like be a good boy and it's like really weird. I know I've been like but I'm, I'm gonna I'm okay as much as you I know you don't like Riley I would be like please do whatever you want to me right now <laughs> Mark like Lucas do this he's cute in that like corn fed kind of way but I don't know he's not my type I'm a, I'm all about Angel and spike who look completely different but it's that kind of bad boy thing i think yeah so she goes and just lays down on the stable in front of this lecture hall and riley goes over and he tells her if i kiss you it'll make the sun go down and she's like huh and he like leans over and they just start making out and then kind of like the lights start going down and then everybody disappears and buffy says like fortune favors the brave and they kind of come to, and then we start to hear, of course, a creepy kid singing a nursery rhyme in the distance. And you hear, can't even laugh, can't even cry, gentlemen are coming by. And Buffy's like, what? And she's kind of following the voice out into the hallway. And then she sees this young girl who's like at the end of the hall holding this box. And it actually looks a lot like... Buffy. It looks I like know. a young Buffy. I always Buffy. thought that it looked like young Buffy from the flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. She looks a lot like uh, Sarah Michelle Galar. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Galar. Galar. 
Sarah Michelle Galal. So the girl continues to sing, looking in windows, knocking on doors. They need to take seven and they might take yours. Can't call for mom. Can't say a word. You're gonna die screaming, but you won't be heard. And then Riley comes up behind Buffy and kind of touches her shoulder and she jumps and turns around and it's scary face man in a suit and she wakes up and she's in class again and Willow sitting next to her. That I mean, that nursery rhyme, it kind of gives me like one, two, Freddy's coming for you in a little bit, you know, but yeah. the fact that they're like knocking on windows, knocking on doors, they need to take seven and they might take, take yours. yours. Yeah. And you're like, ooh. And he's like, you're going to die screaming, but you won't be heard. Like, yeah. Oh, that's even worse. It's like, fucking crap. creepy. Yeah. Any any scary movie where there's children fucking chanting <laughs> or singing a nursery rhyme, it's like, Don't oh. say fucking chanting. <laughs> Children fucking <laughs> chanting. No, no, no. Just children chanting. Just children chanting. You know Eerily. that shit's going to be scary. <laughs> Kids are scary, man. Uh, so obviously this was a dream. And she's telling Willow about her dream. And Riley kind of comes up behind him. And he's asking him what they're talking about. And Willow gets really kind of conspiratorial she's like oh i've got to go do the thing and then continues to follow them and very badly hiding behind a book and stuff trying to eavesdrop on riley and buffy's conversation (laughs) so riley and buffy continue to talk and i love this conversation he asks her what she's doing tonight and she says probably patrolling he's like patrolling and she's like um petroleum and he's like tonight you have crude oil (laughs) and she's like and homework (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and homework. And like, homework. <laughs> I mean, you could have thought of something. Like, oh, I'm shopping for petroleum for an experiment right. <laughs> that I'm cooking up right now in my brain. <laughs> but this, like, these, like, little quirky conversations are just what made me love Buffy so much. They're just yeah. so silly. And she asks what he's going to be doing. And he's like, oh, just grading papers because he's a TA. And then they just kind of stare stupidly at each other and they almost kiss. But then Buffy goes like, what papers? Like, I'm in your class, you know, like we didn't turn in any papers. (laughs) And, you know, he makes up something and then she wanders off and she repeats again. Fortune favors the brave. But like, does that ever come back in this episode? That's it. That's only. Yeah. I kept waiting for like, where does this tie in? Because she said it twice. But it's all about just biting the bullet and saying something. Fortune favors the brave, yeah. which comes out later on. But after a while, they can't. That's true. Out, yeah, but, you know. So that's the whole point, I guess. Yeah. But then we get the opening credits. That's there one of the few intros of TV shows that I don't skip through because the song is just so catchy. <laughs> I know. Even when it comes on, you're like, I've heard this so many times, but I can't mm-hmm. turn it off. Mm-hmm. You know? It's so good. And who is it? It's by Nerd Herfer. Nerd? Nerds? Nerd Herfer. Yeah. Nerd Herfer. Which is like, yeah. I think it's a, uh, a Star Wars reference, isn't it? Yeah. I have no idea. I think somebody gets called a Nerd Herfer in a Star, in Star Wars, Wars movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a Star Wars geek, so I don't know for sure, but I'm sure that's what that's from. I'm as far from a Star Wars geek as you can get. I've seen them. That's about the extent of it. (laughs) Me too. 
All right, so we're back in Giles's apartment, and he's on the phone with Buffy, and she's asking him about the nursery rhyme that she heard in her dream. And he he thinks it sounds vaguely familiar. He's like, it could be one of your prophetic prophetic dreams, or it's just the eternal mystery that is your brain. <laughs> and- <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, teenage girls' brains. And Spike Spike is there, and he's like eating all of Giles' food, and he's like saying they need to get more wheat to bits because he likes to crush them up in blood for texture. <laughs> like, what is a wheat a bit? I feel like is, is it like shredded wheat? It's uh, is this is it wheat a bit or wheat a bix? Oh, it could be wheat a bix. Um, I'll look it up while you while you go. Okay, wheat a bix. Uh, <clears throat> next, Anya and Xander are kind of arguing back and forth about his feelings for her as they're walking into Giles's apartment. And she blurts out that you don't care about me. You only care about lots of orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like Spike slowly rises his head. Yeah. Like, hear what they're saying. Xander's like, remember like not talking about these things in front of my friends? And Spike's like, we're not friends. Go on. And so then, yeah, Weetabix, it looks like it's probably a foreign cereal and they come uh, in like, uh, um, they're not, it's kind of, I guess, shredded wheat, but it kind of almost looks like, I don't know, I want to say it looks kind of like a granola oh, texture huh. and I'll see if I can show it to you, but that's it right there. Oh, you see it. So okay. and they're big, like they, the size of like cookies almost. Like, yeah. Size, and, you, and he likes to crush them up and. <laughs> in his blood. Yep. There you go. They almost look like giant cornflake flakes <laughs> kind of yeah yeah kind of um and then giles tells xander that he needs to take spike for a couple days because he's having a friend over and anya asks oh an orgasm friend <laughs> i just <laughs> love her her like just innocence like she doesn't know she's saying something weird she's yeah, just like weird oh. and kind of inappropriate at the same right. time like <laughs> You mean like a wah wah friend? That'd have been something like I would have kind of implied it, you know. Mm-hmm. I would I would have been more like Xander as far as like his humor goes. Right. That's who I am, but yeah, not as far as his toxic masculinity. But yeah, sorry. <clears throat> so next we are looking at Willow, and she's at this Wicca group meeting, and it looks like it sucks real bad. They just want to talk about women empowerment and bake sales. And Willow asks about maybe doing some spells and they shut her down saying she's being kind of like stereotypical about witches and stuff. But there's one blonde girl in the group that kind of perks up when Willow mentions spells and is looking at her and she's trying to kind of stand up for her and be like, yeah, well, maybe. And they all shut her down. And Yeah, because she's all kind of sullen and sunken mm-hmm. into the chair and it's like, yeah. you can totally tell she's like a loner mm-hmm. kid. Me and mm-hmm. yeah. But there's a little eye contact between her and Willow. They kind of like make yeah, eyes at each other from across the room. They notice each other. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we cut to Buffy and Willow and they're talking about Riley. And, you know, Willow says she needs some, um, what does she call it? Something smooches. What's that word? When you, vicarious. She needs vicarious smooches <laughs> <laughs> through Buffy. And then we cut to Riley and Riley's talking to Forrest about Buffy and you can tell Riley or Forrest is sick of hearing about Riley talk about Buffy. So we're kind of getting both sides of these two obviously are into each other, but 
Buffy's got a secret. Riley's got a secret. They don't know how to address it. <clears throat> then we cut to Xander in Xander's room? Apartment? I'm not sure where Xander lives. It's his basement okay. apartment he okay. rents from his parents. All right. Got it. So they're in his basement, and he's, like, literally tying Spike up to a recliner <laughs> with ropes so he doesn't go after him as he sleeps. And he's they're arguing. He's like, like, I'd bite you. And Xander's like, I'm a tasty morsel. And he gets in bed and tries to go to sleep. And Spike starts teasing him about Anya. Like, oh, do you love me? And <laughs> Just, like, Xander. annoying Xander. <laughs> like, shut up. Stop. <laughs> shut up. And then we're back at Giles' apartment and his orgasm friend, Olivia, arrives. And they're like, oh, nice flight. Oh, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's make out now. And they just immediately start making out. I know. She's literally, she's the orgasm friend. She is yeah. there for getting down. That is yeah. it. That is a long way to fly for a booty call. So it from, must be good. Yeah. They must have like some banging chemistry in bed. Right? Like, literally banging. But like, yeah. um, <laughs> he must be like. I bet you he's really good in bed. I was just you know say he is. Because he's a little wild and mm-hmm. reserved. Mm-hmm. So that reservedness he's kept up all day, you know it comes out in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, ooh. Oh, man. Anthony. No, we're both kind of thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> Tony, no, give think... me a head. Mm. <laughs> His middle mm. name is Gimme. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, give me a head. <laughs> yeah, not Stuart. It's Gimme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so now we're in this, like, I guess, clock tower type of thing. And we see all these. Which like, is abandoned, mo- by the way. All right. lit up and abandoned. Right. Because right. it's, it's boarded up all over the place. Yeah. But we can see, like, the, the cogs and gears going of this big clock tower. And we see these, like, creepy, almost like skeletal hands. And they're carrying a wooden box to the table. And it looks very similar to the wooden box from Buffy's Dream. And every movement is very kind of slow and deliberate and, you know. Delicate almost, Delicate, yeah. And then they gently open this box and all of these, like, wispy things fly. I'm sorry. All of these wispy things fly out and you kind of hear whispers like. And then (laughs) you kind of see these things sweeping over Sunnydale and cuts to everybody sleeping. And, like, this, like, white vapor is coming out of their mouths as they sleep. And everything is congregating above the city and floating back to that clock tower and into the box. And they close the box. Um, And then we pan up and we see the face. Yes. This big grinning face. Yeah. And by the way, do you know who that is? I know it's the main. Well, we we come to learn their name, the gentleman. So the main gentleman Mm -hmm. is Doug Jones. Doug, Doug Jones. Jones, who played Billy from Hocus Pocus, um, he was also he plays the uh, the Baron on What We Do in the Shadows. He's been oh, in a lot of creature. He's been in like Pan's Labyrinth. He's done a lot of creature feature type stuff. He's kind of like the um, Andy Circus. Like I've called him the Andy Circus of television because he's he does all the creatures and stuff mostly on television. Yeah, was the Baron the old vampire? The one at the very beginning, yes. And then okay. he comes back later. But okay. um, yeah, he's the Baron in that. And yeah, he, he Billy, you know, from Horcus Pocus, the zombie. I've never seen Horcus Pocus. <laughs> I just lost Hocus a lot Pocus? of friends. No. 
What I'm is out. wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I would not re- recommend the sequel. That sucks. But the first one is great. You should definitely see the first one. I think I, I was just in that age bracket where I kind of just missed the like, this looks like something I'd want to see when it came out. And then it just never happened after that. I know. Oh, we're going to have to do a watch party. Okay. In, in in October, we'll have to do You and I will have to watch it together. Via. Okay. I'm into it. Because right. I feel like every year I'm like, should I watch this? And then I just don't. Because yeah, I kind of feel fun. it's a fun family movie, and it's yeah. it's just it's got that magic of Halloween feel to it. It's great. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people love it because of the nostalgia. So I'm worried that I'm going to watch it and hate it. I mean, it has been hyped up for you for all these years, so yeah. it might not live up <laughs> to what you're thinking it's going to be. But it is a fun, just a fun movie. Okay, I will. I'll check it out. Okay. But yes, it pans up, and it's a creepy face. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like almost like this like sallow skeletal face with really bloodshot eyes, but this permanent grin with silver teeth. It's super, super creepy. And, and they're in. And, yeah. Yeah. But they're in a very nice tailored suit. Mm-hmm. Suit and tie. That's and like you gentlemen. said. Yes. Like you said, we come to know them as the gentlemen. The next morning, Buffy wakes up and she kind of gathers her little bathroom bag, goes to the bathroom. She's brushing her teeth. And as she's walking back to her dorm room, a girl rushes by and she's kind of silently crying. Don't really think much about it. You know, college dorm room. It's probably a lot of people crying all the time. Everybody's running by crying all the time. (laughs) Right. So dramatic. And then she walks into her and Willow's room and she tries to say good morning to Willow, but no sound comes out. And Willow kind of looks at her and, and tries to speak too, but the same. Like there's yeah. there's nothing coming out. And Willow's immediately like, oh my gosh, I've gone deaf. And Buffy's like, no, 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 we can't speak. And it's pretty funny how quickly you're able to read lips in this episode. Because you I can mean, tell exactly what they're saying, even though there's no sound coming out. I know. It's really, I'm not usually good at reading lips. Yeah. So when they do it on TV, I'm like, I can... I can tell what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> they do a good job, but they're without being like a lot of people who try to like do a thing like read my, like from across the room and they're like, you're kind of like they yeah. overdo their right. mouths. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I cannot read that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're saying something completely opposite. Just yeah. speak normal. Just not fast, normal. <laughs> yeah. I think all the actors in this episode did such a good job with the episode. We can't talk at all. <laughs> no. We've had a couple beers at this point. In this Sorry. episode. <laughs> Epidemidude. All right. <laughs> but they're all really good, like you said, of, of enunciating, even though they're not speaking, and their hand gestures and stuff. You know exactly what they're saying. It's mm-hmm. really good. If this didn't win some sort of Emmy, it should have. Totally. Um, Willow thinks she's gone deaf, uh, but then she opens their bedroom door, and then she sees kind of everybody out in the hallways like freaking out like everyone's discovering that they don't have the ability to speak and we're back in xander's basement apartment and he's waking up and realizes he can't speak and he immediately points at spike and mouths you did this to me (laughs) spike was like how like he's tied to a chair and xander says something else and then like spike gives him the spike middle finger which is like basically a backward peace sign (laughs) which I love. <laughs> um, and Xander, idiot, Xander picks up the phone and tries to call Buffy and Willow's room and immediately realizes no one can speak. So 
phones aren't useful. Um, <clears throat> and now we are at the initiative. I guess it's a frat house above the initiative. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but I feel like they all live in a frat house. And Riley and Forrest are getting up and you can tell that they're like ready to figure out what's going down, what's happening. And they get in the elevator to go down to the initiative and it requires like a retinal scan, which they get past, but then they get into the elevator and they have to have vocal recognition, which they can't speak. So they don't yeah. have. And Riley's like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us my breath? <laughs> that didn't work. Warning signs are starting to go off. And so he opens up the panel where he's trying to type in a code and he's having trouble remembering. And I love it. Like Forrest has his little pad that he's writing on. And he like writes, come on, come on. <laughs> shows it to him he writes it he's like holding it behind (laughs) him he's not even looking come on come on and then like some yellow gas starts to go into the elevator and then next thing we know the doors are opening and professor professor i can't say that word today professor walsh is like staring at him and she just points to the sign and they turn around and look and it's like in case of emergency use stairs (laughs) (laughs) i love it though it's so silly, but I love it. So this Especially, did win the 2000 Emmy for Outstanding Writing for Drama Series for yeah, Hush. Yeah, good, good. And it also won Best Cinematography for Hush as well. Oh. So, And it actually won several en- Emmys throughout its run um, for quite a few episodes. And so most of them are like makeup or sometimes it was for for score or sound editing. Yeah. Basically the technical ones. But for that, at least it won for writing, which it needed. That's good. It was smart. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish it had one for score too, because I feel like the score was so good in this too. Oh, it is. It's awesome. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, I also thought it was funny. So the initiative is this like top secret thing, and they have retinal scans and vocal recognition to get on the elevator to go down there. But then there's also just an emergency stairway that you can use. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, you know. <laughs> Just use the stairs. Lazy asses. Stop taking the damn <laughs> elevator. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so now Buffy and Willow are wandering the streets of downtown Sunnydale. And it, if timing is the way it seems it is, it's been like a few hours, right? Since people have woken up and realized that they can't talk. But yet everything in town has gone to shit. Banks are closed. Stores are being looted. There's a guy like in a suit just hugging his briefcase on the ground. There's sirens <laughs> happening everywhere. There's like a preacher preaching silently to a group of people. Like, oh, that's right. He has like the. He's not even preaching. He's just like everybody. Let's stand in the street and by the way, read Corinthians. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> right. like on a sign, and they're just standing there reading. And the, I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like all hell is broken loose in a couple hours because people can't talk. And then they look over and they see a guy selling like little white boards with ropes that you can hang around your neck. And they kind of like look at each other and roll their like eyes. Lame. Oh, yeah. Dumb. And then immediately the next scene, they show up at Giles' house and they both have a whiteboard around their neck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, it's a smart idea. The dude's yeah. making a bank. He's like, it's super smart. <clears throat> so the whole Scooby gang is at Giles'. And, you know, they're trying to figure out who these demons are. And then a news report comes on and they all huddle around the TV. And basically it's saying that the entire town of Sunnydale has been quarantined for laryngitis. All schools and businesses will be closed until they figure it out. And there's no one allowed in or out. 
So they're basically <gasps> trapped there. No. Oh, that would no. suck. That would be, I mean, it'd be scary. And I was getting a little bit of COVID flashbacks <laughs> during I that, know. you know? There was a lot. I was like, ooh, this takes on a whole different feel now. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're all like, we can't really see each other. Or if we can, we can't yeah. communicate very well. We had to yeah. do through text, which they didn't have mm-hmm. text at this time. This wasn't Mm-mm. a thing. They didn't, the T9 was barely going at this point. Yeah. So it's like, like that's why the signboards were smart because they didn't have that kind of stuff back right. then. They might have had like chat rooms as far as like AOL or something, but that was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of things where it was like, oh man, this kind of feels like the very beginning of COVID where you didn't know what the hell was going on. It was very scary. I, <clears throat> I didn't, didn't ever think demons though when COVID started. So. <laughs> Hellmouth? Is there a Hellmouth open somewhere? Are we on a Hellmouth here? Everywhere? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So now we're back at the initiative and Walsh is basically deploying the troops, I guess you'd call them, to go keep peace on the streets. And we're back to the streets of Sunnydale and now like a car has run into a fire hydrant <laughs> spraying water everywhere i can't can't speak ah right into a fire hydrant right if i can't speak i can't drive if i can't Uh, speak i can't move (laughs) trash cans are on fire and now everyone's just in a daze they're just people just wandering the streets in a total daze again same day That happened during the musical episode when everybody started singing their feelings. People went crazy. Trash cans were on fire. People (laughs) were dancing in the street going nuts. Like, nothing can happen in Sunnydale because everything goes to shit easily. Like, immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Um, People are fighting and, like, the the two guys start fighting and Riley steps in to break them up and Buffy sees them and they kind of run up to each other and exchange quote-unquote words you know mouthing are you okay are you okay blah 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 whatever and then they finally kiss i'm assuming this must be the first kiss ever of riley and buffy and the music swells and it's all very passionate for a couple seconds and then they kind of look at each other and go their separate ways no oh and now we're back at the clock tower and several gentlemen begin to emerge and they float just about six inches above the ground which is just so creepy yeah just like just straight lines just floating um and they've got their medical bags with them and then they're just followed by these like i don't even know how to explain they're 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 (laughs) henchmen yeah they're henchmen with um, straight jackets on. Straight jackets on that aren't like tied behind them. They're mm-hmm. just kind of flopping their arms around. And they have like these I want mummy to say, heads, kind mummy, of mummy, like skin peeled off their face, heads with like yeah. stuff on. I don't know if it's like holding their face open. I don't know what. It's really weird. There's like <laughs> yeah. straps or something and, and hooks in their face as well. But it's really strange, but they're the henchmen. They're and they, sporadic, right? They're like, their movements are very sporadic and they're all over the place and they're wild while the gentlemen are just very gliding movements along. and yeah. deliberate and just like peaceful almost, but creepy. <clears throat> yeah, so creepy. <laughs> so the gentlemen start to break off in pairs. So there's like two gentlemen and two henchmen and they're kind of going their separate ways down the the streets of Sunnydale and 
<clears throat> you know, they kind of look at each other and they'll look at a house and one will do a nod and they'll be like, okay, we're going to go to this house or, you know, it's just all very, and because they have these permanent grins, it just looks like they're all, they're always very happy and like, yes, let's do that. And I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's just a little too happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Giles, I'm just going to keep calling her Giles's orgasm friend. <laughs> she has a name. It's <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> Uh, she gets up in the middle of the night and kind of goes downstairs and pulls back one of the, the window curtains and off in the distance sees one of the gentlemen kind of floating by and she's a little startled by that. But then one floats right by the window and looks directly at her. Oh my God. That, that is a scary shot. Cause you're oh like, God. what is, she's like looking, what is, who is that in the background yeah. like, across the street? And all of a sudden right in her face whee, and the yeah. music goes, whee. And, the thing, yeah. and you're like, oh my God. Like, it's so creepy. And he's so smiling creepy. at her. And you're like, Ooh. yeah. And I'm you wondering why they didn't go after her at that right? moment. They obviously who, why, had a who, plan. Yeah. They had like a way of choosing their victims somehow. Mm -hmm. And I, I wasn't sure about it. And I was interested in that, but they never got to that. Yeah. I wanted to know why they were choosing the people they chose. Yeah. It, because, it like, didn't at one point later on, you know, we go, we'll get to that. But still, yeah, yeah. there's a way they choose somebody. It's weird. Yeah. Just a feeling, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. A gentleman feeling. <laughs> a gentle um, feeling. Gentle feeling. <laughs> so she's startled, but then we cut to a pair of the gentlemen inside the halls of the dorm. And like you were saying, they're going past doors and looking at each other and then just like slowly wagging their fingers like, no, 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 not, not this one. one. They keep moving along and looking at room numbers. And then they finally fun find one that they like they kind of give each other a nod and they knock on the door and this dumbass kid opens the door and the henchmen kind of bound in grab this kid and pin him down to the bed while the gentlemen float over and one of them opens up his medical case and pulls out a scalpel and then did i miss something no okay <laughs> your face no, I'm, like, I'm thinking about it and i was like uh I was thinking about something. I was like, what the hell? Like, why? Well, you said he, he was a dumbass kid for opening the door. And I'm like, well, it was a dorm. It could have been anybody, you know. And and I guess nobody really knows that demons are around and shit. They think yeah. it's laryngitis, probably. Right. Well, they say it is. But yeah. Yeah. Like, it's saying laryngitis. Nobody gets laryngitis like this. Yeah. But also, yeah. are there not peepholes on dorm rooms? That seems weird. That does seem weird because you can't really look... You can look into a peephole, but it's not very good. You can't see yeah. very much. You just see dots and whatnot. But they should have them on dorm rooms. I have, right. I feel anybody yeah. should have them. Safety reasons. Exactly. But anyway, but yeah, this kid was kind of cute too. You know, he was cute. Yeah. But the thing is scary because they're cutting into him and he can't and he's screaming yeah. and no one can hear. I'm like, yeah. Is that part of the the appeal for them to like torture people? I to, think so. Literally to death while they kill yeah. them. Like because yeah, they they're screaming. cut his heart out while he was alive. Yeah, and he could not make a noise. I know it feels very like Temple of Doom in a way. Like yeah. you see your heart beating, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 and then you're dead. You know, it's dark. <laughs> like it's, it's dark. Really, it's really dark. Like, couldn't they have just knocked his ass out at least? Like, <laughs> right? You it's... can attack him. He can't scream. Knock him out. At least he's out. He's unconscious when you kill him. Like something. You don't have to make him watch you cut him on his chest. Damn. Yeah, it's it's really dark. So yeah. They cut his heart out. And then it looks like at the end of the night, all the gentlemen gather back at the the clock tower. And it looks like they have two hearts in jars. And there are 
five more empty jars there, but they all look at each other and silently applaud for the two hearts that they got that night. And it's all very proper. And they totally could have gotten all seven hearts in that one night. Right. There was plenty of them. Right. Why are they being particular? What hearts are they looking for? I don't know, man. Maybe they have to be pure hearts. Maybe that's what it is. It has to be somebody pure or something. Yeah. Hmm. Because, like, I think the newspaper article said it was, like, what, like a 15-year-old girl. They didn't show that one. Yeah. But I think the other one they got the first night was, like, a 15-year-old girl. And he was in a dorm by himself, which means he could have been a loner, which means he could have been a virgin or something. You know. (laughs) Maybe it's virgin hearts they're going after. That might have been it. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so we're back at Giles. There's a lot of Giles' apartment in this episode. So we're back at the apartment, and Olivia has sketched a picture of what she saw, the gentleman. And she shows it to Giles as he's kind of reading these stories in the newspapers about the people missing their their hearts. Mm-hmm. And the combination of the two sparks a memory in, in him, and he rushes over, and he grabs his book of fairy tales. Bum, next, bum, bum. Yeah. next we see the Scooby gang has gathered into a student lecture hall, which I think is hilarious that anyone can just go right onto campus into the student lecture hall, even though the schools are closed and just use their shit. <laughs> well, the school is, I mean, it's not, not, they're all told to stay in the dorms. They're all, there's people actively on campus. I guess classes aren't in session. No, because it said but, schools are closed. And I feel like those maybe, doors lock. Maybe the lecture halls or gathering places for like studying or, yeah, you know, like libraries and stuff like that would be open. This could be a library lecture hall. You never know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it could be something like that. Yeah. So he's gathered in there and he has put together a presentation with his his clear sheets for the overhead projector, which brought back... Lots of memories. I miss those. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss those. I used to want to make some and like, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I can write. I used to love messing with those in school, yeah. you know, especially when the teacher would write on them with like a dry erase marker and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, ooh, I want to do that. <laughs> hey, hey so kids, cool. Google uh, project. What was it called? An overhead, overhead projector. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's put together his little his little presentation and he puts up his first slide and it's like backwards and they're all like pointing and he's looking at them and then Anya's like "Mm." and he turns like sorry Anya swirls her finger and he turns around (laughs) and notices (laughs) notices that his thing is not on right so he flips back over and it's like who is the gentleman oh wait but first he starts his boom box with some like classical violin music for effect it's old school (laughs) like I want to say, like, uh, it is very classical, but it sounds like something that would have been in Fantasia. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> really, the music it's very dramatic and very, mm-hmm. like, you know, anyway, like movie serial, like silent movie type stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and this is, this is one of my favorite Buffy scenes of all time, this whole thing. So we've got Willow, Buffy, and Xander. They're kind of paying close attention while, um, Giles is giving his presentation, but Anya's just sitting there eating popcorn, like enjoying the show. She's entertaining, whatever. (laughs) I'm here. She's like, I was a demon, (laughs) whatever. Uh, So Giles's slides kind of explain who the gentlemen are, and he asks what they want, and of course, eager student Willow like raises her hand. She's like, oh, 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 and she like points to her chest. 
<laughs> and Xander looks over and like cups his chest and mouths boobies. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, roll their eyes at him and point back to the slide where Giles' slides shows hearts. Um, and then the slides go on to explain that they come to a town, take away the voices, and then cut the hearts out of people. And this slide is like these like stick people, and there's just red ink everywhere. It's he like goes overboard on the blood. Bloody scene. <laughs> like there's blood everywhere by the time he's done. Like and he's like, I got the heart. <laughs> like they're holding yeah. up victory. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Uh, Willow and Buffy kind of exchange disturb looks at this point but Anya just shrugs and keeps eating popcorn okay <laughs> sure whatever it's fine uh, and then Xander holds up his message board which says how do we kill them and Buffy takes her hand and her closes her fist and starts pumping it up and down in front of her <laughs> they and they're like all like they are just like oh my god Buffy stop to look no Buffy <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, that's not how you kill these guys. They're I was wanting like Xander to mouth jack them off, like, right? <laughs> like, like, give them a handy. Like, what's going on? Like, so she's pumping her fist up and down, and they're all looking at her like, "What?" And then she pulls her like steak out of her her bag and repeats the motion, and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, steak, steak. steak. Okay, we get it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, <clears throat> and then Giles is like, no, 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 like like a sword can't kill them. And there's a picture with like three swords in one of them, according to the fairy tale. Only a scream from the princess will kill them, but like nobody knows how to get their voices back. So um, the last slide tells them that Buffy will patrol tonight. And he has like the stick figure of a girl in a dress, and Buffy gets upset and holds her. You mean hands. this? Oh, nice! That's awesome. <laughs> I got a print of it. Came from Amazon. Oh, really? it's the exact, it's the exact drawing oh, that he does on that slide. Hilarious. And it says Buffy will patrol tonight with her and the nice, yeah, <laughs> the crossbow and the stick. She's all yeah. upset, and she puts her hands out like towards her hips, like I'm not that fat. <laughs> um. So now we're back with the initiative and they're arming themselves to go out to, I guess, to keep order. They're like putting on bulletproof vests and getting their weapons. Um, and they're kind of roaming around the streets. And then Riley sees some shadows moving around in the clock tower. So he decides to go check that out. And then we investigate Riley. And then we cut to a scene um, where Tara is looking up where willow's room is and she's grabbing some books and she heads out because she's going to go try to find willow but she's walking outside and then she she kind of trips and she's gathering up her stuff and then a pair of gentlemen come scrolling scrolling floating up and some of their weirdo lackeys start to chase her and she's running and she runs into the dorms and it's so funny because like she's running at a somewhat normal pace but they like can't they're like just moving like slow. They're like not even really trying. They're like hopping yeah. and frolicking like, almost. They're not like running. She could like walk fast and get away from them. And they're like, <laughs> okay, you're good. Just go. Uh, but she's she's running down the halls and she's banging on doors looking for Willow. And then it kind of cuts to Buffy fighting some of the henchmen. And then back to Tara running through the hallways. And it's all very dramatic. And then there's Riley fighting. And you know, you have to... 
I mean, all the people, the kids in the dorms were probably scared to death because somebody got right. killed for answering the door in the middle yeah. of the night. You know, she's like, help me, help me. But she can't say it. She's just banging on doors and they're all like in their beds like, no, no, I'm not going to that yeah. dorm. I don't blame them, you know? Yeah. Um, And so finally, like, I guess Willow hears her. So Willow opens her door and kind of walks out into the hall and Tara runs smack into her and kind of hurts her legs. And she turns around and she sees the gentleman and the henchmen and they start getting chased together and they're running down the hallways and running downstairs and they end up in I guess the the dorm laundry room and they close the door and like the, the henchmen are banging on the door and some I guess they can't use doorknobs or I don't know so they're like <laughs> it's it's a good lock it's a very good yeah. lock so they're trying to push the um, vending machine up against the door but they can't do it and Willow's leg is hurt so she sits back down and she is obviously trying to use magic to move it and she's like staring at it and it's kind of jiggling and she's staring but she doesn't have enough strength and so like Tara just looks at her and there's like touch hands and then they look at each other and they grab hands and then they both like immediately turn and bitch stare at the vending machine i mean they whip those heads so fast (laughs) and it slams that thing up against the door and then they look like they just want to start making out it was like witch yeah (laughs) Uh, and then buffy ends up inside the clock tower fighting the the henchmen and then her and riley are kind of fighting them at the same time, but they don't really know it until they turn around and they pull their weapons on each other and they kind of look at each other like, oh, shit, why are you? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then they get back to fighting everyone. Um, And then there's this funny scene back at Giles' house where, like, Spike goes and gets a cup of blood in a mug out of the refrigerator and he takes a sip and immediately goes into vamp face and he walks into the living room where Anya's sleeping on the couch and he knocks some stuff over so he bends over to, like, pick up the stuff and Xander walks in and he sees Anya laying on the couch and she kind of looks like she's been like passed out or something and like Spike kind of pops up and he's got blood on his mouth and he's all vamped out and Xander thinks that he's been feeding on Anya so he runs over there and starts wailing on Spike and <laughs> he's really like beating yeah. the shit out of him like punching the yeah. hell out of him and then I think I think it's Giles <laughs> that goes and pulls him off and um, like Anya looks at him like oh you do care about me. And then they start like kissing passionately and then they pull apart. Oh, and then the- <laughs> she looks at him and she like does the circle with the other finger going like in and out, like let's go bang sign. <laughs> and everyone just kind of <laughs> rolls their eyes and they walk off. <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to be? I mean, you could just kind of, you know, mm-hmm, you know, kind of do your head like this. Let's go in here. But she's like, no, let's, we're going to yeah. go fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Go bang. He's gonna go stick it here, and I'm gonna be like, yes. So, <laughs> so we're back at the fight in the in the clock tower. Uh, Buffy and Riley are fighting all like these are just like never ending henchmen, and they keep fighting them. And then the gentlemen slart slart. The gentlemen start to slowly arrive, um, and then they kind of get Buffy, and they start to come at her with a scalpel. And she sees the box on the table and she remembers it from her dream. And she's like, oh, and she like is trying to signal to Riley, like, destroy the box, destroy the box. And he like gets this goofy grin. And he's like, oh, oh, and he smashes one of the glasses. And she's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> like the box, the box. And he's like, oh. And then she, does, she has enough time. They're like strangling yeah. her. She has enough time with her arms free yeah. to like do this like open, yeah, yeah. close thing with her hands. Yeah. Like this, the thing, the box. And he's like, okay. So he smashes that. And then we can see all the voices coming out. 
and she gets her voice back and then she just starts screaming and it's the like cheesiest scream ever. Well, she doesn't have, a, she just goes, ah, it's more of a yeah. yell. Not really a scream because a scream would have that. Ah, I can't yeah, even do yeah. it now. I mean, I was a kid. Sometimes I think I can. I'll be like, ah, yeah. I can't. <laughs> Sounds like a damn hairball. But she just goes, oh, yeah. that's what she does. And they, yeah. they all look at her and then their heads just start to explode into green goo <laughs> everywhere and she and they pop like yeah zits, really man. It's, it's gross <laughs> it's really gross and then riley kind of looks at her kind of in awe but also kind of upset and like all right a little, little toxic masculinity there riley like mm. he's kind of like mm. Mm. i think he's more like i don't understand what's yeah, going like, on is this bitch i think it's just <laughs> riley being dumb i mean basically. that's true like, i don't i'm not putting two and two mm -hmm. together but okay yeah so the next day, Tara and Willow are, Willow are talking about spells and being witches. And, you know, Tara's like, oh, you're so powerful. And she's like, no, most of my potions come out as soup. <laughs> but then oh. Tara tells her she's special. And they look at each other again like they want to make out. Yeah, and because Tara's mom has powerful, but she's got, Willow's got power. Mm -hmm. She was, I'm nothing special. She was like, no, you, you are. are. Like, um, you just yeah. met me. Oh, creepy Tara. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> There's a thing about Tara I wanted to bring up, and I thought about it, and I don't want to, you know, um, go on too much about it. But I started looking at her a little bit more in this episode. I went, you know what? The way she's acting, how she talks, she has some neurodivergence yeah. to her. You know what I mean? She's a loner. She's very, you know, she's got a, um, um, she doesn't know how to speak up mm -hmm. or make eye contact with people very well. Yeah. She kind of looks down. She's very, you know, quiet and to herself. And she's also got this kind of stutter, but kind of, or like timidness, like talking to like, yeah. yeah, it's a socially awkward yeah. thing, you know, and she's, and she's got a, a very hyper-focused activity, which is the witchcraft thing. She says she's always been yeah. doing, which is not a thing you would normally do it since you were a little kid. Even if your mom was a witch, you wouldn't have been doing yeah. this, you know? So she, but she took to it early on. That's why she's so decent at it. She doesn't have a lot of power, but she's good at it. So I just, I don't know. I feel like she's, she's got some neurodivergence yeah. that we never really dived into at that time. But yeah, you know. I don't think it was anyway. as widely talked about back then as it is now. No. Yeah. Then it was just like, like they say on Big Bang Theory about Sheldon, they just called him quirky. Yeah. I'm like, he was autistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was autistic for sure. Yeah. But and then we have a little scene with Giles and Olivia and they're like kind of chilling on his couch. And she was like, yeah, so all of these stories you've told me about like crazy shit is true. And he's like, yeah, it's all true. Except I wasn't what it was, I wasn't a member of Pink Floyd or something like that. Like that yeah. wasn't true. And then we go back to Buffy's dorm room where Riley shows up and kind of walks in and he's like, they sit down on opposite beds kind of facing each other. And he's like, well, I guess we need to talk. And she replies. I guess we do. And then they just stare at each other. And end of episode. <laughs> in silence. Mm -hmm. I love it. Now they can talk and they have all this stuff out in the open. Now they're back yeah, to silence. I don't know what to say. Irony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you think about it this, this time around? Uh, I still love it. I've watched it twice in the same day. <laughs> That's right. You told me that. I forgot about that. I yeah. love it so much. I think it's just, it's so good. Just the way everything is done like i said you could read the lips you know exactly what's happening the music just adds so much intensity to everything and i just think it's it's one of the best buffy episodes in my opinion 
Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, it's kind of up there in a way, like as far as writing and storytelling mm-hmm. and just creativity of it all. I was watching, I don't know if you've seen um, the David Tennant, Doctor Who blink. Mm-mm. You haven't. That is probably like when I first watched this Buffy episode, it was scary because yeah. you're like, oh, crap, you know, and it's the same thing for Blink. I was like, it's just really well written and a good monster to where you're like, wow. And that's where they premiere the Weeping Angels mm. and the Weeping Angels can't be perceived. And once you're not looking at them or if you blink, they come to life oh. and come after you. Oh, that's creepy. And so you have to be keeping your eyes on them all the oh time God. so they won't come after you. Yeah, it's really creepy. And it, it stars, um, I mean, David Tennant's in mm-hmm. it, but it's a kind of like a standalone episode where he's just, Doctor Who is just kind of in it a little bit, but not much. Yeah. And it has, what's her name? Oh my gosh, she played Daisy in the new um, Great Gatsby. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, oh my God, that bothers me so much that I can't think of her name. But um, she was so good and... Carrie Mulligan, mm-hmm. that was her name. Carrie Mulligan. This is like well before then, and it's like a kind of a debut big role for her. It was a standalone episode. It's a famous episode now. So I definitely highly re- recommend Blink from Doctor Who. I think it's season three. So check that I out. Will. <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> so what did you guys think, rewatchers? Did you rewatch it? Is this the first time watch for you? Let us know, please. Please reach out to K at FMWL Pod on pretty much every platform and don't forget to listen to fuck my work life wherever you can listen to podcasts yeah the rewatch recap was brought to you by me dustin holden you can find the show on instagram at the rewatch recap or you can find me on tiktok at dustin underscore holden find me there for my weird ass sense of humor amongst other silly things related to my other show dustin can read and watch Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, everybody. And for me and Kay, we'll see you next week for another edition of Buffy October. Whoa. Bye, everybody. Bye.